Welcome to the Becoming Muse podcast. This is a solo episode where I am going to be diving into the topic of perspectives. I really felt called to talk about this after a couple of my episodes that I had recorded and I just started to think about, you know, not everybody's going to agree with everything I have to say and that's okay, but I really wanted to make it clear just how important honoring people who have different perspectives and being able to share healthy conversations and healthy boundaries within those conversations. So I hope it inspires you. I hope it opens up your mind and heart to other ideas. And it's something that's actually very close to my heart, having different opinions and allowing each other to be heard. So please check it out. Welcome to Becoming Muse. I'm your host, Ashlyn Kristoff. This is one of our very exciting solo episodes. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Brittany McGowan, and she's joining me today. Yes. I love that we say solo episodes because technically it's it's not, but it, but it is though, because I almost feel like we work together so much that we're on the same like frequency. So we're like one person. <laughs> it's like blink. So yeah, so it is kind of like a solo episode. Yeah. And, and, and we really wanted to, I actually really wanted to touch on the subject of perspectives and how a lot of the conversations I've been having or that I have in my daily life really are um, not always in agreement. Like it's it's actually very interesting how polarized both sides can be and yet we're still trying to come together and connect and maintain relationships and and um, create community but for me I really want to be able to do that but also have my voice heard as well as whoever else's voice that's with me. I think that it's such a great point because we are in, I would say, an emotionally volatile time. People are really sensitive about their beliefs and what they think is right. And so it's almost like we're in a space where we can't even sit in peace with opposing perspectives. And that's a real problem overall, I would say, in regards to growth, because I think that we're meant to have different perspectives. I completely (laughs) agree. I think everyone has their own their own viewpoints, pretty much on everything. Um, We can relate and share insight and, and, and and see a lot of things the same, but it's never going to be exactly the same. And the the crazy part is to think that it's supposed to be, because it's not. We're all meant to have different, different ideas and different thoughts. And that's really how we co-create in this world. And I guess that kind of poses the question, do you, how do you have those conversations? How do you, as a podcast host or just, you know, as a mom, a, you know, whatever that is, friend, have these conversations that could potentially be, you know, coming from the opposite side or opposing side and do it in a way where someone's not feeling attacked, even though it shouldn't be. So many people take, like I said, it's so personally. 
how do we have these conversations in that situation? Do you know what I mean? It's in this day and age. Yeah. No, I, to- I totally do. I think, I think a well, um, like uh, basically knowing your facts and knowing where you stand and how you feel about certain things is key. And, and also, you know, when someone's sharing a, a viewpoint with you that maybe you don't completely agree with or you don't see eye to eye with is actually just being totally fine that they feel that way, right? Instead of forming a judgment upon that person's character and who they are and say, well, that person is bad. We, so are, we are so quick to label somebody good and bad that we totally miss the actual connection. 100%. And so I guess my question then would be, what happens if you're doing that? You know, so you're coming from that positive place and allowing them to have their perspective. What if you're met with not that really, you know, open, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that yeah. open vibe back. Like how would you deal with that situation? Well, you know what's interesting is is probably because my viewpoints are my like my true true viewpoints can be polarizing and i and i understand that because i come from a different i don't know i just come from a different mindset on everything that's gone on so i have been met with that but not blatantly to my face what i notice is people will say one thing to your face and then behind closed doors talk smack about you to you know their husband or your friends or whatever it is. And so it's like, and then all of a sudden you won't hear from them anymore. <laughs> and it's like, um, is this just an LA thing or is this, I think, I don't is know. Is this happening everywhere? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And I've experienced it not only with friends, but also with family, hmm. you know, people that are my, like closest people, my, my life, I've known them my entire life. And, um, we very much see different on on whether it's the vaccination, whether it's um, you know lockdowns, masks, all of that. We see very differently, and I'm very open about how I see with you know my family and and just they just don't you just don't hear from them again. <laughs> they just disappear. They just they sorry don't. you're not you're just gone. And and this is another question. It's like. At what point is it fair to to feel like you can, you know, you can say, well, that is wrong? Because I know you said it's not good to label something right or wrong, but is it come to the point when it impacts people on a large scale? Because I do think people feel like it's a very drawn out line. Like, okay, if you do this, this is wrong. If you do that, this is right. And I And I do think in our society we have that. So it's like... I guess it's all of us really taking some time to think about when we should step in and feel like our voice should override someone else's opinion if it's hurting the collective. Like, that's what I'm, it's like a hard question to formulate, but that's what I would ask. Like, where's that line? That's a great question. Um, and, and, and I think it's, uh, totally relevant to ask I don't know if there is a line because it's um think of it like this I mean Donald Trump is is a you know he's such a perfect example because it doesn't matter really who you talk to they have a very strong opinion right um 
what's funny is I don't. I used to. I used to. So I came in probably with that more like, you know, he can't be the president and in a very liberal way, I guess, is how we would formulate, you know, talking about that. But I also was given really quickly somebody who came into my life and was just like a full-on Trump supporter, but also the most eye-opening, kind, and and generous, and loving human being um, that I met, you know, that kind of came into my life at the same time. And it was really helped me and allowed me to see like, this is this is ridiculous. I, I, you know, we can, we can stand in what we feel is right and just be, and, and, and disconnect ourselves from anybody else who has opposing viewpoints or opposing opinions, but we actually do ourselves a, dis, a disservice. And, and, and therefore we don't, we don't truly allow ourselves to grow and we don't allow our hearts to open. And that's what I would say, I, I would love for people to be more conscious about is like how can you how can you hear someone else's side and and acknowledge that you know what they might be right and you might not be seeing the full picture and that is when we really allow for like an open and honest conversation totally and even to take it like take it to a step further of that what you just said to piggyback of what you said maybe both sides can be both right and wrong at the same time and I think it's just because we are a world of many different people you know we're all different we have these collectives of people in different communities different states there's no way that one leader or one person is going to be able to satisfy the needs of everyone in these different you know places these different collectives so it's it's almost like something that is already gonna fail in in a way it's kind of interesting but I do think depending on your lifestyle depending on your I would even say race I would say depending on you know where you're living and what's important to you you're gonna want a different thing what your values are it's 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 almost like a conversation that just runs in circles I always use the um LeBron I'm gonna shift this to to basketball that's the best way I could do it I always use the LeBron versus Michael Jordan, like who's the best. And they even had like a LeBron Kobe argument, like who's better, who's better. Some people believe the best equals championships, while others believe the best equals stats. Or for others, it's the best equals how one player affects the game. So when you're dealing with people with all these different opinions, but their, their idea of what the best is is different you are never ever going to come to a solution so it's kind of one of those things that it's just it's a hard thing to try to figure out yeah and i don't i don't know if there is a way to figure it out i think it's um i am back to your point on when it affects the collective because i think that is um was the key for for at least for me for 2020 because it, it was no longer about what somebody believed and what somebody didn't believe or who was right and who was wrong. It was literally about how this is affecting every single person um, in our collective. 
and how that felt. So, so for me to see it from kind of a broader perspective, where innately it, it all felt, you know, pretty crazy to me and shady to me, that there was something I was not, there was something that not only was, I wasn't being told, but that no one was truly being told. And so the, I, the sense of that delusion and that sense of the illusionary, like what in the world? It's almost like the, that, um, oh gosh, um, Wizard of Oz, you know, the Oz be, being behind the curtain. There was something going on behind the scenes that I did not innately trust. And therefore it started to open my eyes to an idea that all the things that we were being shown that looked great. I mean, who doesn't want equal rights or, or you know, have all lives matter and all that stuff? Great. That's, of course. Why not? Why wouldn't that be important? Why wouldn't we have that, right? But it was almost under a guise of something else. It was almost being used as, as a tool towards some other plan that, that really was underlying, you know, and, and that's where my feeling of my own personal sovereignty and, and the sovereignty of all other beings on this planet kind of comes into play. It's like, well, wait a second. Who's really running the show here? Who's really, what is the real message behind this message? And I think everybody who is picking up on it and having questions about it or, or whatever it was, was being shut down was being demonized, was being, um, their voices were not being heard. And, and it's still kind of happening today. It's like, if you say something wrong, we're going to take you down off of whatever platform that may be. And, and is that right or wrong? No, I don't fully agree. I, d I actually don't agree. I think that all voices should matter. And I know there are crazy voices out there. And I know there are you know, insane people out there. I have a brother who's schizophrenic. I totally get it. But do I think he should be shut up? No, I don't. I don't think he makes conscious sense in my opinion, but that doesn't mean I think he should stop talking or stop writing or stop being who he is. Right. It's, it's, so, it's so interesting because I agree. I, I think it's almost the way we have to look at it is its acceptance of the the bad with the with the good of having the freedom of, of speech within our country it's kind of like um with everything in life there's a yin and yang and if you're going to open the door so we can have protests we can have people speak out we can and you know do these things have our voices be heard that also opens the door for the potential of you know maybe not so positive you know voices also being heard and so I, I think it's just about accepting that that if you have one you're basically allowing for the other right. it's it's like and you could even bring it to I don't know why I keep bringing this to like random things but it's like a relationship if you're in a relationship with someone that's beautiful you have companionship but you you also, with having that companionship, 
have made kind of a promise that you're not going to explore these other things that could also be beneficial for some people. You know, it can be exciting to meet new people. It could be, you know, we know whatever that is. So it's like there's always a sacrifice uh, that you just have to accept. I don't know if people want to accept that. There seems to be this idea that if we break down these uh some you know constitutional rights if you will of freedom of speech that it will be good for all and the it's a very slippery slope because once you do that and once you remove let's say that right then who knows who will be targeted next so so those the people who feel safe with removing that now once it once the tables turn a little bit and it goes a different direction because everything changes, it, they're not going to feel the same way. And so it's it, how are how are we actually doing something in a positive way that is not removing something that actually has benefit for all completely? There is um, this topic of bots, right? Um, I think Elon Musk has been you know, ranting a bunch about this, but, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's just that, that if there are people, if there are bots that are then duplicating a human or replicating a human and they're, they're using what, whatever it is, Twitter, um, Instagram, social media of any form. And, and people are thinking that's another human, right? Is that freedom of speech? Ooh, so it gets really weird, mm. you know, especially moving into Pluto going into Aquarius here um, in the next year or so. You know, this idea that that us as humans have all these rights, right? Okay, well, in our constitution in America, we have freedom of speech, freedom, right to bear arms, all these things. That what what happens when it actually becomes something that is no longer human, but is but is um, basically showing themselves to be human, where it tricks people's uh, eyes. That is so beyond creepy. And it's funny, I, it's funny you mentioned Elon Musk, because last night I ended up watching a video and he was speaking about that. He said that AI, he said, is more potentially more dangerous than nuclear weapons. And so, and he's like literally warning like it's warning the public. And so it, it is kind of scary. And, you know, when you're dealing with a technology, with an intelligence that far surpasses our own because it can pull from, you know, avenues that we can't and hold that technology, hold that information in a way that a human can't. It's just really scary to think that what if there was a manipulation you know, on all of us. And what if it, I mean, so much of us are, you know, will, uh, wanting to blame a certain side, but what if it was actually the technology itself? It's so wild. Right? So, so the wild part about that too is, you know, um, you, the, we talk about the Mayan calendar and like the ending of the cycle in 2012. And, and some people say they got it wrong and it was really supposed to be 2020 or 20, yeah, 2020 or 2021. And um, you, you look at the evolution of technology from 2012 to now, let's say. And, and, and you know, my, when my little one asks me 
about alien invasions and and if it was an actual um you know what that would be like are we you know when are we going to be invaded by by aliens i like to tell him that i think that they're already here right and in the form of technology it's really something that i i see i see that it's because it's copying everything we do it's listening to everything we do it's a part of everything we do it's almost becoming human so the more it becomes it takes this human form the more it can trick us as living human beings into believing that's what it is it's so creepy I, it's just so creepy to me it's it's kind of it's alarming and a little bit scary Very creepy. because then it's at that point because i think with i'm so interested in psychology and i love it and you can always trace back you know in regards to why someone did something to an intention behind it, a reason behind it. Um, and it's almost like at that point, what would even be the driving force for something that is inhuman? All we can understand is emotions and okay, well, this traumatic thing happened and so therefore it turned into this, this, this. And that's what creates action, you know, or this positive thing happened and that's created this, you know, this, you know, rolling ball effect that has put this person on this trajectory when it's technology you know what what's the intention behind what they what it's doing you mean if in that theory like if it's an alien like what would they want like what would be the point is it just because I mean obviously technology doesn't have feelings or would it develop feelings right so Okay, so in the 1950s, when they, they found, you know, there was a lot of, like, Roswell, there's a lot of UFO, um, not just sightings, but that um, uh, crashes, right? And so there is, there is acknowledgement now in the government that there, is, that there are alien beings that they kind of um, have been holding, over years now what type of technology did they bring down with them see that's that's the key so from 1950 to 1980 and then going into the 90s and the 2000s was this the largest increase in technology whether it was computer systems or um how we travel around the world our space our, our spacecraft and our um our regular airplanes, right? It all went from point A to point Z within a very, very short time span. So to, to say that there's no connection would be naive. Oh, it's so weird. It's so crazy. And then you have to ask, too, if technology has feelings or doesn't, like, could there be, you know, a good force and then maybe a negative force? Like, I don't, like, it's so weird. Right. It, but it could also just be, if you think of it like this, in the uh, evolution of history and, and time, this is just a part of the time. This is a part of the time frame where then this happens, right? We get, whether it's invaded or um, we have a new species kind of come on board, it, it is evolving our, our human consciousness. It's evolving our species. Now, whether we might become part of AI in the future, 
that's that's probably where Elon Musk is going with it because he he's done a lot of talks about you know transplants and there's some stuff so I don't totally trust everything that he says even though I think he likes to bring to light a lot of things in a shocking way he very he's very Iranian um but it's also a lot of times a per- person who says the shocking things in these way, there's something behind. Oh, that's what I always think. There's something behind it too. It's like, why were you going to buy Twitter and then you pull out? You know, there's just this kind of cat and mouse game that I feel like he's playing. And that's just my own personal opinion. Um, but I, But also with the evolution of time, you know, we are becoming more reliant on these types of you know on our devices and so it's either going to become a part of us at some point unfortunately or fortunately I don't know it depends on how you see it I don't think that that's the life I want to live but also um I don't know I I don't I can't I can't see into the next you know 100 years that is crazy, and yeah, I agree. It's one of those things, it's all like food for thought that I think is good to, to at least ponder, because you never know. I mean, you, we, we don't know. And so, I, but, I, but I will say, there's enough, like what you said, proof to know that this is something that we should all be maybe considering or thinking about. Just aware of, you know, just like open to... Um, open to different ideas, open to different perspectives, whether it's about aliens, whether it's about, you know, politics. It's honestly just having a little bit of a broader perspective that not everything might, um, you might think things are crazy, but there is truth in them. And so it's, it's that, it's just being open and, 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 you know, take it for what it is and see what resonates truly with you. Oh, I love that. So true. Thank you so much for joining me today, Britt. Of course, you know. I mean, this is just like our normal conversations. <laughs> it is. It's just recording. It's like we're just recording our normal conversations that we have. Um, but I had so much fun, as per usual. And hopefully we get to have another one soon. Yep. Yeah. Talk soon.